0: This is Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 192, recorded on Friday, the 27th of October, 2017. I'm Roy, a writer, and you have tuned in to Roy's Rocket Radio, the UK podcast for the pop culture geek, technology nerd, and creative media wizard. If you have downloaded this episode, you'll know that this is mostly about Blade Runner 2049, which I saw recently. It's a film, like so many other movies, I said that I wouldn't watch, but I did. Blame it on peer pressure. Before we start with that, let's just talk about a few minor things and we'll get straight onto the movie. I just wanted to mention, though, My landing page for my business site, RoyMartha.com, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com, I think looks better. Let me know what you think. And if you're wondering about the new photo on the site, (laughs) because you're sick of seeing me use that same picture for everywhere the one where I'm wearing the Rage Against the Machine t-shirt, that was taken courtesy of a friend. So, thanks. As for my blog, roymartha.wordpress.com, it is still chaotic and a little bit of a train wreck, mainly because it is full of pointless junk article, stream of consciousness, nonsense and rants that I haven't weeded yet. So, sorry about that. And about this particular show, it was supposed to go out earlier in the week. Sorry, I was going to do this earlier, and I thought I could just wing it with no show notes. It turns out that I couldn't, and so I had to take the time to type up all this stuff I'm talking about right now. And that's it for the news. Not too much. Straight on to... The main bit, Blade Runner 2049. Let's start with what it's actually about. Officer K is a new Nexus 8 replicant, that is an artificial human, working as a Blade Runner, and his job is to capture or kill rogue fellow replicants. Being a Nexus 8 model, rather than the Nexus 6, like Roy Batty and his friends from the first movie, he has built-in loyalty. That means he can also be longer-lived. And that's important because one of the limitations of the Nexus 6 series that went horribly wrong in the first movie is that... They were given very short lifespans so that they would not develop emotions and then be harder to control. But now that they are so easy to control, they can be used for much longer. He lives a lonely life in a miserable apartment, and his only social interaction is with his boss, and his AI holographic girlfriend. That's about all I can tell you without spoiling things too much, because the movie still is out at the moment, and I am assuming there are some people who haven't seen it or are undecided about whether they should see it or not. And here's a spoiler I can share with you. A spoiler about... This show that you're listening to right now, my recommendation is that if you are sitting on the fence about seeing it, like I was for a long time, go and see it. What did I think? I think it's a little like J.J. J. Abrams' reboot of Star Wars. It's the same story, but written on an epic scale. This film is so much, much longer but doesn't feel that long. We see more of the world outside the straight neo-noir private eye movie that was the first Blade Runner. Another thing that I feel is slightly different, because it was tempered by the charisma of Harrison Ford, is that we didn't really understand immediately What a violent and terrible world this was. The difference in this movie is that we do. In fact, the brutal nature of Officer K's job is made pretty clear from the start of the movie. Another thing I think is important to mention is that it is set in an alternate universe, not our direct future as I seriously doubt we'll have artificial human slaves in three years' time. Besides, why bother when we still have real human slaves in 2017? And I also tweeted that point. I don't think it's the most original points, but it is something that's true and a little galling, considering it is 2017. I've put a link in the show notes to an article from CNN about the state of global slavery in 2017 and it is an eye-opener but again let's get back to the movie one major controversy about the movie is the allegation that the treatment of women is misogynistic here's what i think first of all i don't think it's purely misogynistic i think it's really about slavery and the objectification of people, rather than just women. In fact, I would say that this sequel is less exploitative than the first, because I really don't make any bones about the fact that replicants are just disposable. However, now that I've said that, because we are still living in a time when women are objectified, I can see why the portrayal of women in the movie is problematic, even if the movie is actually saying that this is wrong. I think part of this portrayal is a throwback to the first movie, but then diversity and equality don't seem to be a problem for reboots and sequels like Star Wars and Star Trek. So, maybe they could have tried harder in the movie. When you come right down to it, the film industry itself, in general, is mostly made up of white, western, English-speaking males. So, while I'm not excusing anything, it's a larger problem than just this film. Another thing the movie also seems to have done is to have refired the debate on, and I've put this in quotation marks here so I don't lose my iTunes non-explicit rating. Companion bots, which are mostly female, I don't think that. ...is the case, because you can't really compare an unintelligent machine to a living, breathing, thinking and feeling, artificially created human being. That is, the replicants of Blade Runner. By all means, prepare legislation for the day when emotions are programmed into machines, but until that happens, all the well-meaning people will be doing is banning mannequins. I do get that the point could be made that it isn't these pleasure bots that are the problem, but their users. But aren't we always trying to ban things because we believe it will destroy society by influencing people to do things they wouldn't normally do? I grew up reading and watching the most violent comics and films you could possibly imagine, and I'm a pacifist. Now, I do understand that the argument is perhaps more nuanced than that, and maybe, because I'm not a woman, I'm not really thinking this thing through in its entirety, perhaps I might even be contradicting myself, because what about other examples of where the opposite is true? For example, empowerment from ironic racist comedy. Something that I really am very sensitive to. But let's leave this debate for the moment. If, however, you have something to add, please get in touch and I'll read out what you have to say on a future episode. For now, though, let's move on to something else. Controversy aside, a lot of the film takes place in daylight, which I thought was really brave, considering the nighttime neo-noir of the first movie was almost a character in the movie. There's also no voigt test, but there is a way to test for emotional response that I thought was Absolutely ingenious. Although the voigt Kampf test was a very iconic thing in the original movie, I like that something else was thought of for this new movie. One thing I thought was quite disturbing was, as the new test played out on the screen in front of me, it occurred to me that I think I could pass as a replicant. In conclusion, let's go through a couple of the points that I thought were worth mentioning. I think it's worth watching, though if by some miracle you have not seen the original, go and watch it now. The original movie was a bit of a slow-burning success, and sadly wasn't even seen by Philip K. Dick on whose book... It was based, and who died a few weeks before its release. Also, read the book, which is good, but not Dick's best work. And the original movie did something rather special with its adaptation, which is really great because a movie isn't a book. I got a bit lost there talking about the older Blade Runner movie, because it is one of my favourite movies, but to reiterate, it is worth watching this sequel, Blade Runner 2049. Like I'm assuming many fans of the original movie, I went in with trepidation, because for me, Blade Runner is almost a religion as it was probably my first proper introduction to cyberpunk, and two years later I was reading Neuromancer, so I guess it was an influence on William Gibson too. Apart from my deep reservations on reboots and sequels, and let's not deny that this was probably mostly about money, Denis Villeneuve's Blade Runner 2049 is a great movie. I suppose his track record that includes Sicario and Arrival, both of which I have seen and approved of, helped the film, as did the involvement of the original Blade Runner writer, Hampton Fancher. It's a great movie, but like all reboots and sequels, will not knock the originals from the top. Another thing I found out today was that back in February, Brian Herbert, Frank Herbert's son, said that Denis Villeneuve had been slated to direct the Dune reboot. Given the success of Blade Runner 2049, that's surely going to happen now. For once, I am willing to let that particular reboot happen without moaning... Because the David Lynch film, while it looked interesting artistically, and I do like David Lynch, was pants. The Hallmark TV show was good, but hardly the cinematic realisation Dune deserves. It's one of my favourite novels of all time, so I am looking forward to that. With Star Trek and Star Wars, which are really family movies, it is good to see some big epic works of science fiction for intelligent adults like Arrival and like Blade Runner 2049 and the upcoming Dune. So I'm happy with all that. Oh, and finally, I mentioned to a friend when we were discussing the movie that there seemed to be a lot of vaguely referenced backstory in the film. And then yesterday yesterday probably the day before, I'm not sure now. I've taken a few days to write these notes, I found out that there had been a series of three short mini films put out before the main movie. Those were put out to explain what happened between between 2020, the date of the first movie, and 2049. I perhaps am wasting my time mentioning this because I'm assuming many of you will already have seen these because, unlike me, you are probably not avoiding trailers. But, given my previous discussion with my friend, I'm guessing that not everyone has, but it is worth doing. Because they will explain some of the things that happen in the movie and you won't have to look quite so blank while you're watching it. If you are interested in seeing these mini films, and I recommend that you do, I have put links to them in my show notes. And they are in chronological order, so you can see them in the order that they were supposed to have been watched. And that is it for today. I realise this is a bit of a short show, but I did want to talk about Blade Runner 2049, and the other thing that I wanted to do was to test out my not new recording rig, because I've had this equipment for a while, but a new arrangement, which still needs some fine-tuning. I think the sound will hopefully be better. Sounds very non-committal. The main thing that I have to tweak is my sitting position, because this is excruciatingly uncomfortable. I'm sitting on the floor, propped up against an old mattress, where the shotgun mic pointed towards my head. Threateningly, and that's plugged into a small digital recorder. I was getting a little tired of the less than radio studio quality that I was getting from my cheap mic and mixer down in the studio. This isn't the studio, this is a different room, this is what I like to call the zero room. Look that up if you don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, and that is it for today. Now, how to find me? You can find me at roymarthur.com, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R dot com. That is my work site. It is really just a landing page, and the tone is a lot more serious than you'll find at my blog, which is roymarthur.wordpress.com. I'm also on Twitter, but gradually using it less and less as time goes by my annoyances with twitter have started to mount like they did a long time ago with facebook if you want to contact me my email contact form is available via any of those links that i've just given you if you like the show tell a friend about roy's rocket radio if you don't like the show tell an enemy about roy's rocket radio please review the show in iTunes. And that is it for now. This was Rise Rocket Radio episode 192, recorded on Friday the 27th of October 2017, and the time at the end of the show is 5 minutes past 10 in the evening. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Bye!